Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Hello, and welcome to an unscheduled Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And there was kind of a big thing that happened today. Today was the day, man. The end of a five-year saga uh, that started... What is it? A-I... I-A-R-P. I-A-R-P. May we never say those words again after tonight. After tonight. We never have to think about it again, but they, they handed down their judgment on Arizona men's basketball from... Yes. The alleged situation and sometimes not so alleged situation that happened. And Cheating scandal. I'm allowed to say certain things that I maybe wasn't allowed to say before. So we figured let's uh, let's throw some message board questions up and, and just answer them and kind of go from there. Um, before we do that, kind of jump into the penalties in case you missed it or want some details. Uh, the biggest penalty is probably the loss of a scholarship. Um, there's, I'm still kind of looking for some clarity. Arizona has 12 scholarships already, so it's not using one of them. There are some people that believe that could actually be part of the punishment, meaning Arizona could go to 13 next year. There's a little ambiguity on that. The biggest thing I found out about the punishments tonight is that there's a seven-week no email or text communication punishment. That is not consecutive. So that is a big deal, meaning that Arizona could say, you know what, this week we're going to just tell recruits we can't talk to you this week. But they could talk to them the week after and they go, okay, we can't talk to you this week. So it's just seven weeks in the academic year. It is not consecutive, which is obviously a big deal because as opposed to, you know, on one side you're not talking to a recruit for a month and a half and on the other side you're just not talking to them for seven days. Right. So that, that is probably the biggest deal. There's some financial fines. Obviously, Arizona's on probation. The thing with probation is you basically have to plaster all over the place that you're on probation. So like when recruits come to town this weekend, Arizona needs to tell them, hey, we're on probation. And then they'll need to print something in the media guide that says they're on probation. And that's one of the reasons why they sent out the release. We're on probation. And so basically... It's like a shame, you know, you can't hide it's the fact. It's a big scarlet letter. You're on probation. But other than that, uh, Arizona got off pretty light. You know, Book Richardson, I feel bad for him. But, you know, 10-year show cause. Mark Phelps, two-year show cause. Sean Miller, absolutely nothing. Um, and, and, you know, if, if you were to paint a picture of how well today could have gone for Arizona, this probably would have been it. This yeah. is the best case scenario. They got lucky. 
The only thing I'm upset about is the vacating of wins because that means that I believe I'll clarify this on Saturday when I see the SID, but I believe that Dusan is no longer the winningest player in Arizona history because he has to vacate some wins. Oh, that sucks. Poor so, guy. Sorry, Deuce. Well, uh, we'll get to some questions. It looks like Ducash asks, when is the seven-week dead period? Uh, I, I believe Jason just answered it, but we'll, out of respect, we'll read the question. When is the seven-week dead period? Do we get to pick it, or is it up to them? How will that affect recruiting? Also, clarification on whether this year's missing uh, well, scholarship can be used as our penalty, or if that has to be done next well, year. Thanks. Cash, your question was so important, I led off this entire podcast right. with it. I, so, I just answered all that. But, yeah, I mean, the biggest thing there is it's not consecutive. And so, obviously, that's very easy. I mean, that, that actually minimizes the thing completely. Because seven weeks consecutive... Would have been a big deal. Would have been crappy, but non-consecutive. You're just picking and choosing times, you know, whenever. All right, next question. U of alum, U of A alum, 05. Dawkins' attorney, why did he decide to F us? Um, yeah, I don't know. Now, from when, I, when, when the whole thing was going on, basically the thought was, that Dawkins' attorney was his strategy from talking to people that knew the situation and were directly involved was the belief was his strategy was to try to bring down as many people as possible and, and that would lead to muddying the waters. Meaning, how could you in, in, indict, or I'm sorry, how could you convict Christian Dawkins when there's so many other people doing what he did and you're just going to let them walk? And so he was trying to bring as many people as possible and he believed that sean miller was the biggest name um that he could bring in he was friends with other people but um you know he he basically dawkins attorney said that sean miller is the biggest name i'm gonna try to bring him in muddy the waters put him versus dawkins and you know i don't know if it was personal per se as as much as it was a strategy that basically said look you can't convict my client when there's so many people look at sean miller doing it as well um, it's, you know, that, that was kind of a strategy and it, it clearly didn't work. <laughs> Alrighty. My favorite part of this is you saying the usernames, by the way. I know. That's really fun. Cause I'm seeing them like for the first time, kind of, um, this is a lot of numbers. Five, one, three, eight, two, eight Wildcats fan is Schlabach or Vital Dick, Dickie V going to ever be on the podcast. I uh, I passed along Mark Schlaubach's number to Michael Luke. And Michael Luke's going to try to get him on his podcast because I'm pretty sure Schlaubach blocked me. Dick Vitale, I actually reached out to his agent. He gave me his agent's number a while ago, and then he found out who I was, and magically that communication stopped. I would love, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll be honest with you, if they went on my podcast, I'd be very forth, you know, I, I wouldn't, in my job, I wouldn't be going for the kill. I would just ask him questions and, and have him answer it, and, uh, I don't, I mean, Dickie V may not be able to get saved or Schlaubach, but if Schlaubach went on my podcast and say, yeah, I, I screwed up, I actually think it would go a long way. Now he's just covering live golf and he's on ESPN once a month. Yep. And no formal apologies from anyone. <laughs> Journalists don't apologize no. unless you have to. And Wasn't there one personality on ESPN that apologized? Fran apologized to Sean directly, I believe. Okay. Well, that's at least sort of honorable. Yeah, that's fine. But... Fran's cool. Um, all right, so AZ Fiji, does the time in the notices to show cause start from today's decision 
Or does the time out of college coaching to date count as part of the quote-unquote sentences? I believe it starts today. I'm not positive on that. I didn't get a clear answer. But look, Book Richardson's never coaching again. It sucks to say, you know, maybe even if you learned his lesson or whatever, a 10-year show cause. He is <laughs> – I'm laughing. I, we just got a cactus tweet in the middle of this podcast. Um, <laughs> but he's never coaching again. Phelps, I think, has a chance. Um, but the reality is those guys are, are out for quite a while. So, um, you know, it, it doesn't really matter when it starts, to be honest. Those guys, guys aren't coaching anytime soon. Okay. Um, T Stein 7240. What were the internal thoughts on the ESPN narrative when they were all in on being anti Arizona? Also, what about pitching the CBS Sports? Does a 30-30 about ESPN's handling of this situation? I would love for CBS to do something. I, I got to say, I think CBS is hand, I'm biased, obviously, but I think guys like Norlander have handled it very well with very little opinion straight down the middle. I got a, a text from a national writer today, not with CBS, and I'm not going to name names, but he was cracking up because he said, how much money do you think the NCAA spent on this bullshit? That's, that's what... And, um, you know, internally... Uh, I'm assuming you met internally with Arizona. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it, it's, you know, I, I, I've said that I don't, I think it was basically split. I, I think you had the Sean Miller crowd and supporters that said, let's attack this head on. And you had Dave Hickey and some others that say, no, we need to really wait as long as possible to get the facts. Who's right, who's wrong, that depends on your opinion. If you guys remember, I'm not going to back down now. I thought Arizona should have been much more aggressive in the way they handled it. I will say that there is a reporter, and you could probably figure it out, who was at ESPN at the time, who basically warned ESPN, do not go with this story. It is not sourced strongly enough. This is going to work out very poorly for you. The internal thoughts at ESPN were mixed. But basically, once Schlaubach was allowed to go to the story, go with the story, ESPN was all in because legally they have to be all in. You can't just say, oh, shoot, we messed up. Because once you say you messed up, you're getting sued right away. You got to be all in because at least if you're all in, you're challenging a guy like Sean Miller to go through the discovery process and no one's going to do that. And especially no one's going to do that now because everyone wants to move in. At Arizona, it was pretty split. They want to move uh, on. Huh? You said move in. They want to move on. Maybe they want to move in. They want to move in, man. Um, but, you know, it, it was it's the type of situation where it's split at ESPN. At Arizona, it was split as well. But I think that split at Arizona had more to do with the overall strategy because it was so unique. It wasn't like this situation had happened before. Like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't common that, oh, you know, the FBI is coming and all that. I still remember our buddy Blake. Blake Heathley called me in the morning and woke me up and he's like, Book just got arrested by the FBI. And I was like, okay, whatever. And he's like, no, shit, go on your computer. And I was like, and I think I called Shelby. And I was like, eh, I don't think I'm picking up the kids from school today. And, uh, yeah, that's when, when life hit. But I will say one thing interesting about the whole process. If we all want to cast our minds back to Arizona's silence for quite a while, and it really wasn't until an intrepid reporter named Jason Shear actually started poking holes in ESPN's story and actually getting attention on the fact that these were not facts. And then you've got some hack football writer who's the one that they allowed to break the story. Um, and that really started turning the tide because other local media started picking up on it. And it was only after that happened that Arizona actually came out with a supportive statement towards Sean 
and the whole situation when they started realizing that there were a lot of holes in this story. So I'm just giving you some props because we all lived through it, but it really was the beginning of Arizona being begrudgingly supportive was did not happen until you started poking holes in that whole thing. That was you. Oh, shit. He's all embarrassed. <laughs> I don't like compliments unless it's for my... Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> um, who's next? So, uh, McCord86. I understand we all love Tommy, but in hindsight, did Sean deserve to be fired? No. No. Uh, now, look, I will say this. I think... That it worked out for both parties. I, I think it was time, and I was talking to someone that was with the program back then. I, I think it was time to move on at that point. Yeah. I don't think that Sean could have stayed at that point. But did he deserve to be fired for what? He's not even suspended. Right. <laughs> like, it no, literally it, is one of the biggest hose jobs. And, like, you really have to look at the way that we write villains in history. And if you know anything about history, it's written by the, the victors. And there's a lot of people who who get bad press. And it really bothers me even now, even today, where people were commenting like, oh, that cheater got away with it. People don't know the facts. And they just, like people like Dickie V and ESPN personalities who literally built this narrative around Sean. And no matter what he does the rest of his life, it will still follow him. And it is not fair. Now, granted, things had atrophied with the program at that point. He wasn't getting the support he needed. He was tired. He was done. It was a mutual kind of like letting go situation to some degree. But it's not fair. And I always felt that if the public knew everything, which, you know, we <laughs> you can now freely say, and, and I think time will show that, he really did get a raw deal. And for him to be still so supportive of Arizona, he's not bitter on paper. Yeah, that, I, I know he released a statement. It's not BS. Like, he, you know, he texted me the other day to wish me Merry Christmas or whatever. And that was the first time we had talked in quite a while. But he legitimately watches and roots for Arizona. Like, it's not BS. And he still has friends here. Are there people he doesn't like here? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but um, there are still absolutely people in this AD that are close to Sean and and know him and respect him and that he talks to all the time. All right. Martino 11 what were your thoughts on the Raleigh situation before the scandal? Yeah, I mean, there were clearly some some red flags around the recruitment. I wasn't a, a big fan of that recruitment. I wasn't a big fan of a large chunk of Book's recruitments, to be honest with you, um, because Book often chased guys that Arizona wouldn't normally recruit. And I'm not talking about money either. I'm talking about like location, like guys like Josh Selby. We, you know, I went to a gym and watched him numerous times and I'm not sure he was ever going or seriously considering Arizona. And, and that's book went national back East and kind of had a different area than Sean Miller and the other assistants on the staff and all that. But at the time it was kind of like, uh, you know, if you, and, and, and Arizona was in a place where they needed a player like Raleigh a player that they felt could make an immediate impact and, and book was the guy to, to kind of go get him. If, if you're implying or asking me if I knew about the scandal and the situation with the grades and all that, I, I had no idea. I knew that he needed academic help, but I'll be honest. I, I know of a lot of guys that need academic help and they still wind up playing college basketball and, and graduating and all that. There's, 
probably more guys. There's less guys like that now, but back in the back in the day, it used to be like a real thing where it's like, yeah, that that kid can't qualify. It's easier to qualify now. And next, okay, I have got this one wrong before, but I read it and I realized it's TJ at UA. Twata. Because one time did I say Twato? I said TJ. <laughs> I said Tijatua one time, I think. TJ at UA. Anyway, I read things very literally. Uh, was there a point in which you felt like that you jeopardized your career, even though you kicked major ass in your reporting? Go ahead, Shaw. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And a lot of you will never understand. It was a huge risk for Jason to defend Sean Miller and basically save Sean Miller's job for as long as Sean stayed. Like from the minute the scandal happened to when Sean left, the only main thrust of that was because Jason with others really and with the support of CBS Sports Network and Gersh you know twenty four seven and then he started Gersh and and all other people started really like being behind him supporting him. But it's scary when you're not he, – he's not a national writer. He's not Dick Vitale. He's not an ESPN personality. And for him to go toe-to-toe on Twitter with them and, like, really make sense. Like, it's it's hard when you're the only one in the room that is seeing the formula on the board is not adding up. I don't know if there was a moment when I thought, like, oh, this is it for me. But there were moments where Shelby and I, the kids went to bed, and Shelby and I sat down, and I asked Shelby, like, very seriously, am I doing the right thing? Like, should I stop? Like, should I stop or should I keep going? Because if I stop now, no matter what happens, I'm good. If I keep going and I'm wrong, like, I I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I literally told her like that, and and we talked, and we had, like, I, I can't put into words how many late nights we had. (laughs) <laughs> like there was, I still remember coming out of the press conference with Sean Miller when, you know, everyone thought he was going to get fired and I had found out 20 minutes before that he wasn't and his lawyer was there and all that. And Ryan Hansen saw me in the, the stairwell or whatever. And I was so tired. He went to give me knuckles and I gave him a high five and I like grabbed his hand and he just started laughing and I was like, I need sleep. Like I need, I'm, I'm in trouble here. And, and that's just what it was. It was nonstop. You're questioning your career. You're questioning everything, but I don't know if there was a point where I said, I'm getting fired, as opposed to, if I keep going with this, you know, it could lead to bad things. Should I keep going? And to my wife's credit, she said, yes, keep going. Yeah. Do it harder, she said. Um, Mostly said, screw Dickie V, basically, is what I said. But, um, yeah, so it was kind of, it's weird looking back on it. It's like, because then COVID happened. And it's all like a big blur, but... It was tough. Like, I still remember, I think I've said this before, like... Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. 
It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets. When, you know, the book situation happened, the rumors, dramas evolved, and I, I went to dinner with my parents and I all of a sudden my phone beeps and it's the ESPN alert. And I just like, I just sat at the dinner table at Texas Roadhouse with my hand, my head in my hands for like five minutes. And my dad was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I just sat there and I was like, I, I need to go. And I think I was on the phone with someone, I'm not saying who, but I was on the phone with someone within minutes, working within minutes. And yeah, it was. It was rough. It was rough. It was, it was. And you know what you guys will never know? I made a hot board with sources talking to agents and everything and i had a hot board ready to go and i will tell you this back then that was what i think 2018 or something like that uh i had tommy lloyd on my hot board he did look at you crystal balling he was not number one but tommy lloyd was i think number like four on my hot board i think i still have it on my computer the secret hot board you'll never see it ever wow you just made that like the number one commodity um anyway hopefully we answered that question um t stein 7240 asks another question if shaba has the balls to show up on your podcast what would be your first question how's my ass taste no. um, <laughs> i don't I, I would just say I, I honestly my first question would be how did it lead to this that's what i think everyone including arizona fans want to know when you are a, a solid reporter, you source everything. And there's no way that he sourced the information that he got. Like, there's no way he followed it. He got information and went with it right away. There's no way he confirmed it because there was nothing to confirm it with. So you basically took a lawyer, whatever word, that there was audio that existed without actually hearing the audio. Like, I, I'm very confident saying Mark Slavak did not hear the audio. So I want to know his mental process of how he decided, you know what, I'm going to ruin a bunch of dudes' lives off a story that pretty much doesn't exist. Yeah. And that's another thing. Sorry, I have to, this pisses me off still. Like, this is Sean Miller's life. Like, he is a person. He's not just some nebulous, like, body on a screen who's coaching these kids. Like, his wife, Amy, was involved. They have three children. And to have it be this Great people, by the way. Yeah, like, amazingly nice people who didn't deserve to have their name dragged in the mud, who didn't deserve to have this happen to them on such flimsy evidence. Like if you are a reporter, I want to know, where did you go to school? Do you know what a source is? Do you know that there are rules and I, you know, morals to being a journalist? Like Jason went to school at UVA. He has a journalism degree. He's not just some internet dude. Like he is a legitimate reporter, just like he used to work at the Daily Star you know, when he was in college and before that, didn't you like do stuff? Like yeah, the... I run a fan site and I, and I root for Arizona. <laughs> you started, but... but... And I root for Arizona, but I, I, I'm not out here to ruin people's lives. No, like, but yeah. like you have the tenets of journalism in mind yes. every time you write an article, every time you talk my, to a my source. My job would be a lot easier if I could just report everything I know. It'd be a lot awesome. It'd be better for everyone, probably. Maybe actually not for some people, but I can't. Like, I just, that's just not how this works. And 
But you at least understand that. Yeah. You know, somebody clearly doesn't understand that. Even today, ESPN personalities do not understand this. Okay. Um, AZ Grad asks, please clarify if the scholarship production is for yeah. this season or next season. Uh, I believe, again, we need some clarity on that, but I believe that they'll be able to use it for this season because they're at 12 right now. Okay. UA Portland Timbers asks, in a twisted way, was this whole ordeal kind of positive in terms of bringing in that recruiting class, Tommy, etc.? I get what you're saying. Completely understand it. I get the angle. You're not the first person to ask me that or tell me that or whatever. Tommy Lloyd is a fantastic coach. Great dude. Arizona's glad to have him. We're lucky to have him. I think the problem is just how it got there. You know, people's lives were ruined in this whole process. There, There's damage. There's clouds on people's names throughout the entire thing. Is Tommy Lloyd a positive? Absolutely. Is the way that Tommy Lloyd got to Arizona a positive? No. I mean, there's just easier ways that this whole process could have played out. And I'm always a believer in things happen the way that they're meant to happen. So, unfortunately, people did go through all of that just to get to where we are today. And, you know, only person who really, besides Book and, you know, Mark Phelps and, a, you know, a couple other people, but like Sean is going to have this very hard lesson that he learned. And, and hopefully he took some things away from it. But, um, you know, Arizona, the program itself wound up really on a big upswing. So... I guess that's a good thing, obviously, but we're not gonna we're not gonna do numbers for the next one. We'll just go name by name. Okay. So Blue Water Cat wants to know how, how well did the following people handle the entire fiasco? Alright, so we'll start with Robbins. Yep. I fine. I, I think Robbins supported Miller early on and kinda went away from that later on in the process, but um I don't think it's a dislike there. I think he was doing what he thought was was best for the university. Um, I don't, uh, you know, again, I would have liked for Robbins and Hickey and all them to be more aggressive, but it is what it is at this point, I guess. So do you want me to say Hickey next? Sure. So. Oh, we know what your opinion is of this one. I will say this. At the time of the self-sanction, I disagreed with it very much so. Looking back on it, I, I can admit that I was wrong because in the in the ruling today, it said that the self-sanction saved Arizona basically from getting a tournament ban and had we known Arizona would be here with Tommy Lloyd and as good as they it are been brutal it would have been brutal to get a, a tournament ban so that that worked out um, I would have liked to see him be more active there was one time where there was a report by Yahoo that basically said they were already vetting candidates and Sean was out and I said for for Arizona not to come out and deny this is ridiculous Hiki comes up to us with 10 minutes to go in the first half of a game and says I'm meeting you down and, and we're talking at halftime I don't think he does that unless I call him out and say that, you know. So I don't think he handled it very well. But, hey, he hired Tommy Lloyd, and, and that's what people will probably point to. But um, that relationship between him and Miller is uh, is non-existent. I was going to say it was very sour. <laughs> it, was, it was sour. It was never on a good note. It didn't end on a good note. It never started on a good note. <laughs> and that's – we'll just leave it at that. They're not going to send each other a Christmas card. Correct. Ever. So – how about Mr. Miller himself? I thought he did fine. You know, obviously he didn't get suspended. He turned over what he needed to turn over. 
Um, you know, he, he went on the attack with his lawyer and defended him that way. There's some stuff that I think people won't know about internally that, you know, with ESPN and Miller and all that, that I thought he handled well. I, I don't think, you know, have any complaints in terms of the actual handling of the fiasco. Sure. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Uh, and I mean, Book and Phelps. Book's biggest thing, and I, I I'm assuming we're asking after, because, I mean, if you're asking me how Book handled the FBI, obviously not very well. But the thing is, like, Book has a 10-year show cause because he didn't cooperate, but if I'm Book, why am I cooperating at this point? Right. I mean, you're, you're fired, you, you know, they're bearing your name, whatever. Uh, Phelps, I thought, handled it well, hired a lawyer. Um, you know, you look at the report today, Arizona basically fired Phelps for cheating the ncaa thought he was cheating the arp said he wasn't cheating so arizona fired him for i don't want to say for nothing because he did the keanu pinder thing but if you read the full report arizona didn't really support him correctly there too and had they supported him correctly there too they might have been able to avoid the entire mark phelps thing but the academic fraud part with phelps didn't happen it happened and i told people at the time that there was a lot more to that story with parents and AU coaches and all that. And that's what the ARP said. And so that, that situation as a whole was handled poorly. Um, but again, by Phelps himself, what, what is he going to do? And ideally in an ideal world, I like Phelps. Hopefully he'll find a, a way to get back into some sort of coaching in the next few years. And a follow-up uh, from Blue Water Cat. Do you believe Miller knew nothing of the transcripts fakery? I mean, I wouldn't say even if I did, but to be 100% honest, and no, I, I don't think he knew anything about it. Okay. I, I just, it's, it's I, I never got any indication, and I, I'm being completely serious, that he knew any of this. And maybe he's just a really, really good bullshitter, but I'm being completely serious when, look, if, if he was guilty, I wouldn't have done it. Right. I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done this whole thing. And Jason said that. From the beginning, if he had any inkling that 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 Sean was guilty, he wouldn't have stuck his neck out for Sean. And, and he did it because it was the right thing to do, because the truth was not being represented. And there was this whole smokescreen and fake narrative being, you know, driven by ESPN. It was a witch hunt, really, is what happened. And... Jason was very clear when we had our late night conversations, like this is the facts and I'm a reporter and I have to report the facts and, and I'm the only one who is going to be doing it right now. And that was the initial conversation was just about that. So good job, babe. Come here right now. Anyway. Um, Okay, I hope I'm saying it's Drew Golf. Yeah, but I like to say it's drug or drug Ulf. Yeah, I always thought it was interesting that Miller retreated back to his place. His place for that period of time when all the surface during the season is there a story with that? Yeah, he has a gorgeous house somewhere up in the mountains, and that's where he gets away from society, and so he goes there all the time. Still goes there. I I think he still has the house. Loves it up there. Goes fishing and all that, and it's just him getting away from. All the, you know, Sean, uh, I will say, and, and this is different than Tommy a little bit, but one of Sean's biggest downfalls, or I don't know, downfalls. It's like a perceived weakness. 
he didn't go out in Tucson. He didn't like... He that. wasn't Mr. Tucson. Right. And so he didn't like going out in public and being recognized at dinner and asked for autographs and pictures and stuff like that. Hmm, and, who else does it sound like? I love everyone. So he would go to that house and, and all that and relax and get away from things. And, and that's just what it is. Well, and I also think, too, there was an unfair expectation. Whoever followed Ludolson was... It was a really hard act to follow, obviously. And and I think that Lou, since I was born, all the way up until, you know, when he retired, even after he retired, he was always, like, on the Hughes Federal Credit Union, like, actually acting. Like, I don't know, you weren't, you didn't live here at the time, but um, with the ASU coach, those bank commercials, who was it? My brain. Reader. Yeah. Those were great. You know, and he, he was, like, a huge personality on top of, like, being a really good basketball coach. And, you know, especially nowadays that it's big on TikTok and Reels. Like, are you an extrovert? Are you an introvert? Like, forcing extrovert things on introverted people in life and, and having these expectations that, you know, sometimes people are not comfortable on camera. Sometimes, even if you're a head coach and you are supposed to be like good with public speaking. It's not your favorite thing to do. And you give so much energy that you just can't give anymore. Like you just want to have dinner with your wife. You just want to have, you know, go to your kid's basketball game and not be bothered. So that is kind of how Sean operated. And it just comes off as standoffish and, you know, that was kind of a downfall for him too. Um, yeah. So uh, here's another interesting one. Is it? No, it's not. It's Rudy Andy. Rudy Andy. Okay, good. I want to make sure I said it right. Can you share the details on the firing of Miller? Was he really just sent a text? And what was the reasoning behind doing it when they did? Yeah, so we, I kind of had a feeling, was it like 24 hours mm -hmm. before and, and Sean had mentioned that there would be a meeting of sorts. And I actually, there was football practice that day. And I went, but I had my phone and I <laughs> told the SID, I was like, look, man, if you leave practice, I'm not stupid. I'm leaving too. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I go, if you leave practice, I'm not stupid. I'm leaving too. And I waited and I basically, he never left. And so I called someone else and I said, I guess it's not happening tonight. I don't think it happened, but it, it was a deal where basically I believe there's some sort of ultimatum where it was like, look, you're either going to keep me or you're not, but I need to know. And so it kind of just wound down. Uh, I don't know if he was fired by text. I don't remember. Lawyers were involved, so it's very possible they texted the lawyer and the, I don't remember that. Um, in terms of timing, it was just, it was the ultimatum. It was you're either going to support me and back me and keep me and let everyone know you're keeping me or you're going to fire me. Because it was they, affecting recruiting. Right. And they chose to fire him. And it was like, pick one or the other. If you're going to fire me, fine. Fire me right now. But if you're going to keep me, you got to let everyone know you're keeping me, you support me, and we're going to go get this thing done. And he wasn't going to resign. They were going to fire no, him. No, they were because you get because money. Because you get money with the contract. <laughs> right. And he and, and Sean wanted one more year, but he also understood that if, if they were going to fire him, then, then fire him. But, you know, get it done. Whatever it was, get it done. Is that the last question? <sighs> yeah. Wow. That felt good. Yeah. Um, I did think you 
had pretty good restraint on Twitter today, considering you could have been really, really unbearable. I mean, Pat Forty, Ford, whatever his name is, he's just an idiot. He's still all in writing dumbass articles. Dickie V, I'm dead serious. It, I was not joking when I said so. Dickie V literally stopped liking Sean when, I don't remember the exact reason, Sean didn't go to one of his charity things. And from there, the it just went downhill. And Sean liked Dickie V. I just, I think he was like busy or something. And and since then, that's why, you know, this is the same dude who said, we need to wait for all the facts to come out about Chris Beard. Right. Who beat a woman. Strangled someone. And then the facts come out about Sean Miller. He's like, no, I need more facts. I need the facts that support my argument. The head coach is responsible for his assistance. Unless it's Rick Pitino or Bill Self. There's a reason for that. So... If well, Dick Vitale invites you to a charity dinner, make sure you I was going to say, Bill go. Self went to the charity dinner. I guess so. And Sean was recharging his batteries up at the lake. And, you know, that's unacceptable. Whatevs. It does feel nice to have the chapter closed completely. And, like, all the grievances have been aired. All the punishments have been dealt out. Really very manageable punishment that Arizona got today. Um... It's like a breath of fresh air. Just, yeah, it's nice. Ugh, get that shadow. I think it's nice for everyone. And I, I look, it's probably a coincidence, but I know that Tommy Lloyd and Jack Murphy were uh, were in multiple states today recruiting when the announcement came. So may or may not be a coincidence. Right. Great time. I'm sure it's just really good timing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's our very special uh, post-scandal podcast. One ever. I don't think it's the longest one. That's what she said. Hey, yo, give me that. Bow, bow, bow. I'm going to go watch Tulsa King now. Jason really likes this Tulsa King show. Sylvester Stallone. Great show. If you're not watching it, I suggest you, uh, and they're short episodes. Go watch the Tulsa King. Makes you want to take over town and kill everyone. Wait, what? No. Just a couple of people, maybe. There's a scene where he takes the guy's face and puts it in an oven, and then he takes his shoe. And breaks his head open, and I just thought it was really, really good. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, man, I just keep picturing an ESPN reporter, you know? Right. Anyway, with that being said, Shelby, bear down. Hopefully, we don't wake up tomorrow and someone else got arrested by the FBI. By the way, can we make fun of them too? We have your playbook, and their playbook resulted in absolutely nothing. Right. A couple of African American assistants going to jail. Good job, guys. On that note. Bear down. Back the A. Big Tennessee game. We'll preview it. Tomorrow. Holler at your boy. One last thing before we close, and Shelby's kind of spoken it before, but related to me. Shout out to all the families that for the last five years have been in limbo with their spouses and everything else. Um, whether it's admin, athletic directors, coaches, families, it, 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 I can assume, was brutal for them. So shout out to them for today. Thank all the, you. All the wives, huh, Shelby? All the, all the ladies. I almost said single ladies, but then that would... No. All the married ladies. Oh, okay. That's all I got. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals 
with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.